This episode of the Busted Wide Open podcast is brought to you by Blueberry. Blueberry offers the best media hosting, accurate listening stats, and their all-new PowerPress Deluxe sites, a no-setup WordPress website for your podcast with all the necessary links to share your show with the world built right in. If you currently produce a podcast and are looking for a better media host or looking to start a new one from scratch, head over to orbitaljigsaw.com forward slash BWO and sign up for the best media hosting and a PowerPress Deluxe site to get your first month absolutely free. That's orbitaljigsaw.com forward slash BWO or just use the promo code BWO at checkout for your first month free. And with that said, enjoy the show. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Humberto Carrillo and you're listening to the Busted Wide Open Podcast. You're listening to the Busted Wide Open Podcast. Dropping the elbow on the hottest topics in sports entertainment and the world of professional wrestling. With your hosts, Nick Howell and Sir Ian Dangerous. Coming to you from the Orbital Jigsaw Network Arena in sunny Southern California. Welcome back to the Busted Wide Open Podcast, but if this is your first time joining the show, I'd like to welcome you to episode number 217. My name is Nick Howell. And officially sending my condolences to the families of AJ Styles, Luke Gallows, and Carl Anderson, who passed away over the weekend, I am Sir Ian Dangerous. (laughs) And if you have any information relating to the disappearance of one Jonathan Felix Anthony Cena Jr., please contact your local authority. I know it will be hard as you can't see him, but please, there are kids awards show to host, Chinese promo- premieres to attend, so please help us find this man. Yes. He stands about 6'2". He bears an uncomfortable resemblance to Jim Varney. You'll, you'll, you'll know him. But uh, yes, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Busted Wide Open, and here we are back again. It is post-WrestleMania weekend. We just had the Raw after WrestleMania. There Ooh. were returns. There were swerves. It was, it was a Raw after WrestleMania just with... No crowd, because it's still an uncertain world we live in right now. Yep. The times are still strange, and we're all getting through it together. But it was still, I think, Nick, fairly entertaining, and there were some... Uh, there's definitely a lot of stuff we get to talk about, so... There's a lot luckily, of matches. We'll still, sh- we'll, we'll still have a show today. Yeah. We'll still have things to talk about. It's great. But welcome, everybody, to the Bust Away Open podcast. If this is your first time joining us, the lovely Mr. Nick would like to run down a little bit of housekeeping, let you know where you can interact with the show. Yeah, we have a lot of new friendos in the audience. Dude, all the subscriptions Dude. over the weekend. Welcome, all the friendos from the Going In Raw podcast. Thank you for joining us, and thank you for subscribing mm-hmm. to the channel. Hat tip to Steve and Larson. Thank you very much, sir. Gentlemen. Good game. This week, Good game. Very good game. Very tight game. Very tight. Uh, But this isn't the only place we exist. You can head over to Facebook and search uh, for Busted Wide Open. Uh, Like our page. Send us a join request to get into the discussion group with the rest of our phenomenal ones, all of our lovely patrons and contributors to the show. Uh, Just get in there for fun memes, good news stories, all kinds of good interactions over on Facebook. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BWO Podcast. You can find links here Uh, In the comments, if you're watching on YouTube, sorry, in the description, if you're watching here on YouTube, or pinned to our social media profiles for our Discord server. Now, that's where we do all of our live chats all throughout the week for all of the shows. Every time one is on, 
pretty much every night of the week at this point. We've got some kind of wrestling show going on uh, all throughout the week. But to keep the spoilers out of the group, we hang out in our Discord server, and you can find that uh, in the com- in the description down below or over at bwopodcast.com. Last but certainly not least, as our I mentioned our aforementioned uh, phenomenal ones, our patrons. Thank you guys so much for everything you do for this show. Uh, if you'd like to get in on some of those exclusives, head over to patreon.com slash bwo. Sign up for one of those awesome reward tiers. Get access to show notes, uh, the ability to ask listener questions on our patron mailbag episode that we do every Saturday, and bonus episodes up at the $10 tier. We got a couple of good ones for you coming in the next week. You guys are not ready. You thought WrestleMania was huge. Oh, man. Mm-mm-mm. Uh, but all kinds of good stuff. Skype calls up at the higher tiers. You name it. Patreon.com slash BWO. But we're going to kick things off this week. Oh, yeah. With some yeah. some kind of okay, yeah. okay kind of news. Oh, come on. Big news. Go ahead, Ian. Tell the world Guess the big news. Back, back again. Nia's back. Tell a friend. Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Guess who? Come on, Nick. Get into it. Come on, Nick. Nia Jax returned this week on Monday Night Raw. That's right. After eight, nine months being out with double leg surgery. I mean, respect oh, for come that. On. Respect. You know, yeah. Double ACLs. It's the return yeah. of the monster because nobody wants to listen to you no more. They want Nia. You chop liver. So if you want some Nia, this is what I'll give you. A little Deanna squash mixed with some hard liquor. That's right, Nick. Come on. Get into it. She's back. Nia is back, and we're still waiting to see what happens. That's just the – I had to throw that out there as big news, and you all know why. You all know yeah. Nick's penchant for the Nia Jax. You can see you can see the Nia Shrine sitting there behind him. You know, Nick, what this is, what this is because is because the Nia dubstep remix now exists on your phone, and she heard that like, you know, like a, like a, like a whistle, like a high-pitched whistle that no one else can hear. She's like, it's time for me to make my return. Like some kind of homing beacon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, I must return and show Nick all of my skills. Yes. For those that are new to the channel and may not be understand what the hell is going on, this Nia Shrine is because I lost a bet. <laughs> it ain't because I like Nia Jax. Just to be clear, because we got a lot of you new people on the channel. Oh, man. Uh, this, it's true. this is punishment behind me, guys, uh, just to be clear. For those, in the, for those that know, you know, and you were part of the... Part of the reason why we got here, and I thank you for that reason. Uh, but one day we're going to figure out how this thing comes down off of my backdrop. So I have to quit explaining at work why there's a giant woman in my background uh, nope, when we do video conferences. It's never coming down. <laughs> never, ever coming down. Uh, but, Nick, that being said, we, we just did that as the big news because for us here on the show it is big news. Yeah. But it does lead us directly into Monday Night Raw. And Nia Jax uh, had to have a match, unfortunately, with one one that I actually really respect, Deanna Perazzo. Yes. And I when it when I found out that it was going to be Deanna, the virtuoso herself, virtuosa. I virtuosa. Me, forgive me, I forgot my gender um, assignment in my Spanish. Leviosa, yeah. Nick. Come on. <laughs> um, I was disappointed. I was like, really? This is oh, who you, this on. is who you're gonna feed to Nia Jax for a return match? Come on, man! Come she's on, happy man! She was on Raw. Huh? Deanna was even saying on Twitter, she's happy she's on Raw. She's like, I was on Raw. What did you do this week? You know, like 
for her, it's, it is a big deal. And, and she did get a bit of offense in. It wasn't entirely a squash. Okay, it was mostly a squash, but it was. <laughs> it's still Deanna did get to, to to get out in the ring and get beaten down by Nia Jax. Um, based on what we saw here. Do you think Nia's coming back as a face or a heel, or do you think that they don't know yet and they're trying to gauge the reaction that doesn't exist and can't exist because there's just no crowd? Right. Uh, all I noticed was that new thing she's got is the it was a Samoan drop and she dropped her on her shoulder again or something like they called it rampage. Was that well, the was that rampage? A- no, the rampage was the uh, the leg hook DDT that Paige Paige used to give. That was oh, her finisher. Yeah. She actually. She actually did give Nia permission to use that as her finisher. They didn't call it a rampage. They called it a DDT on the show. Maybe Nia doesn't have a name for it yet. I don't know. She definitely debuted it as her finisher, her Samoan drop, and then she gave the rampage. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, I don't know. I wasn't sold on that as her finisher. Maybe there's got to be – she's got to figure out a way to give it more drama yeah. before she does it. You know what I mean? Like, or we have to just recognize she's going for it, or maybe a combination of the two. But what do you think of the rampage, whatever she's going to call it now, uh, as her new finisher? Is that a better finisher for her? I don't. I don't feel like uh, a fisherman's DDT is a big. It, fisherman's is the neck. This was a leg. This is a leg. No, a fisherman's leg a leg hook, right? You know, it's a leg. No, it's a neck hook. It's a leg hook. Anyway, the bottom line is... I don't feel like that's is, a heavy's finishing move. I feel like there needs to be something... Like, when I think of Big Show, I don't think of him doing, like, a little Fisherman DDT. I I think of, you know, the big punch, the knockout punch. Braun with a big strength spot and, a, and running with somebody on his shoulder into a leaping power slam. I, I feel like Nia should have some kind of strength spot that's not a Samoan drop where she's dropping people on their heads and shoulders, but something that's not... Something that someone more nimble would do. You know, Elias has got the fisherman's swinging neck breaker that he calls the drift away. That's kind of, that's clever. I like that one. But I feel like that um, she should be doing something that's more of a strength spot, not something that's like a technique, if that makes sense. And objectively, Mm. I'm saying kind of objectively here. You know, all of my vitriol, you know. What would you have Nia's finisher be? What would you have Nia's finisher I, be? I can what do you think promise you I've not spent one minute thinking about that. <laughs> Until now, when I'm giving you the question and I'm making you think about it. Was the Samoan yeah. drop better? Oh, man. Because that's a big, heavy move, right? Bam. Yeah. Drop, him, I mean, drop her backwards. I'm scared to assign anything to her because it, it, it's just anything that has any kind of risk factor involved. She can't even do a Samoan drop without dropping oh, people on their God. shoulders and separating you shoulders. Even, you don't know that. She's only ever messed up Bailey's shoulder. I still think it's. I, I still think that's not even the most that's, egregious. That's overdone. Alexa Bliss anyway, off the top turnbuckle. Okay, so the uh, the other question I had was, Diana Parazzo. As you said, you're a big fan of hers. Why are they not using her skill set? Why is she just in here both as enhancement on Raw and also seemingly in NXT? Where you know she's known as the virtuosa. Yeah. She's that's she's got a move set. That's what her gimmick is, but she's not being allowed to use it. Why do you think that is? Well, you said her talent there. I, I feel like she doesn't have. Um, what's the nice way to say this? She's an extremely good worker. She's in, in in ring. She's fantastic. But I don't know that her fault or not. They haven't really established what her thing is. 
right? Mm-hmm. That that what is she Kinda. about? Or or we haven't seen her enough on NXT to know about that, or dare I say, care what that. I is. mean, the sell the way they sold her in uh, the cruise or the uh, May Young Classic was she has a really awesome Fujiwara armbar that I haven't seen. You know, and that was then as long as I can remember. Well, we haven't we haven't seen it in a while. <laughs> so yeah. that's kind but of again, my point. But, but the reason we haven't seen it maybe is because they're saving it for when they actually push her. That's what I'm hoping, at least. Yeah. That at some point, she gets something. But that NXT division is so stacked that I wonder if bringing her to Raw and giving her something to work with up there. I mean, that's the thing. Does, does this end up she comes back against Nia Jax? Where does Nia go from here? Because this is going to be a recurring question with the Raw women's division. Where is everyone going? Because there's a lot of women that are big names on Raw. Like, as much as we we just saw a multi-woman match on SmackDown and pretty much knew it was going to come down to one of one, one or two of the women. Yeah. Um, like, everyone pretty much said, look, Bailey, Lacey, Sasha, Naomi, and and Dana Brooke, who wasn't even in the match by the end of it, and Tamina, like, okay, and Carmella, they don't really matter. We know that. But now, as we're going to go through the show, we're going to be talking about Nia Jax, Bailey, uh, sorry, Becky, excuse me, Shayna, Liv Morgan, Asuka. Like, that's a bunch of women who have the arrow pointing upwards exactly. right now. So, wh- who ends up doing what with whom? You know, I, I don't know. And again, and, you know, foreshadowing for like this is the Raw after Mania. We usually see a bunch of call ups at some point, right? And we did look at in what's the women's ha- division, right? Look at what's happening yeah. on Wednesday. We're having a number one contenders ladder match in the women's division, right? For who's yeah. so, yeah, who's going to go get Charlotte for that NXT championship? Who's next, right? So NXT stacked. Raw feels really stacked right now. Uh, we've got a lot happening, or we had a lot happening, sort of leading up to the match at WrestleMania on SmackDown. But yeah, your point is sound. There's a lot of talent right now circling the top of the women's division on Monday Night Raw. And yeah, is, are we, am I excited about that? Yeah, because it's mostly been the Becky show. Are we going to swap that title around with a few different people? Is there going to be a draft? Is there going to be a draft? Is there? Are they going to shake it up? Super, they need to because right now Raw, Raw is really stacked. Yeah. And SmackDown feels, frankly, a little stale. But that wasn't all. Uh, Monday Night Raw uh, had something I don't know if we've ever seen before. And that was, uh, a, they even admitted this was pre-taped. They said, look, this was 20 minutes after the WWE Championship match on Sunday. Drew McIntyre came back out to the ring to be interviewed. His first interview post winning the title off of Brock Lesnar. He had his nameplates put on his title, and he said, isn't it pretty? He started talking about you know, what he was thinking about in the match, started saying, oh, every time Brock F5 meters got angrier and angrier, I'm at my best when I'm you know, being beaten down. I've climbed back from everything, so that played into my strengths. But in the middle of his speech, he should be interrupted by none other than well. the, the big show. Huh? What? Huh? What? Ah. And Big Show came out there and said, oh, you look like a little bitch. It's a big man's world, isn't it? But I'm a giant. Ha ha. I'm the biggest. So why don't you give me a title match? And Drew said, there's nothing you can say to give me a, to make you me, give you a title match. And Big Show said, nothing. He just slapped him across the face. And Drew went, well, I've got a, I've got a Scottish temper. And so sure enough, we had a match. And uh, I got scared. Wh- I'm not going to lie. 
Oh, stop it. You were not legitimately scared that Big Show was going to take the title off of Drew McIntyre 20 minutes after he got... You were not. There was a couple Nick. of moments there where I was like, I Nick. Oh, come on. In what world would they possibly have strapped Big Show after the coronation of Drew? Get out of here. We also... That's part of it. They were still saying Drew is your new champion. This was 20 minutes after that match. We already knew Drew won because of them saying it on the show. He's still the champ. Like what? Really? I love how I can just wind you up. You got... Come on, man. <laughs> no, big. I love... I, listen, to be clear, I actually really like this. I like the story that they were telling by doing this. Having Big Show come out... And sort of, you know, gunnery sergeant his ass around, drill instructor his ass around the <laughs> ring a little bit, right? Legit. Yeah. Like he was coming. Yeah. Oh, you. Oh, you're big man champion now, huh? Oh, it, it ain't ten years ago anymore. You, I'm a giant. You might be a big man, but I'm a giant. There I'm ain't none giant. of us land, sitting around anymore. So yeah, just it, when he come on, Drew. Is that all you got, you little bitch? Right. I love that. I actually really love that. This, did you take this as a heel turn or as yeah. one of the veterans, like kind of? Like you said, like a gunnery sergeant, like, let's see if you got it, boy. Come on. Do we call it hazing, maybe? Hazing in the may- champ a yeah. little bit? Was it maybe a little bit? Like, because really, <laughs> Big Show exists in that nebulous world between heel and face where he's whatever you want on any show. He's a heel. He's a face. He's the Big Show. <laughs> big, I don't know what he is. So I don't, I, I took this as, you know, he's got a show. He's got a, he's got a, a, a sitcom coming out. The Big Show show, where he plays like the lovable dad. Burp, 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 I'm the Big Show, and look how silly I am with my average sitcom family. Like I don't, I feel it would be strange to make him like the, a heely heel right now, when you want him out there promoting this show. So, do we take it as he's just out there to kind of like just chin check Drew a little bit, and make sure he's chant material? Is that how we should take this? Um, that's how I took it. Regardless of okay. of what their intention was, I took it as them coming out and make and checking him a little bit. Don't get ahead of yourself, but yeah. be make sure that you understand what you're what you what just happened to you. Like you're now <laughs> the big man on Monday Night Raw, the right, thirty year right. old show. Your head honcho. Are you ready for this? Do you think you can handle all the competition? Are you going to take right. this ass whipping like a man? Take all mentally all framing challenge? it. Yeah. Mentally framing it that way certainly lets me sleep better at night than being like, wow, Big Show turned again. <laughs> well, it's a heel turn. <laughs> <laughs> again. Exactly. Oh, my goodness. Spe- speaking of turning heels, or rather putting your heel in the air and turning it at a rapid pace, Alistair Black. Well, hang on. Before you go there, I got I to gotta do oh. some business real quick. Josh Logan, 10 oh. bucks in the tip jar. For the price Gosh, of Logan. a Big Mac each, I'm supporting the show. Yes, you are. Man, I miss McDonald's. Thank you. Holy smokes. I, I was about to say, now, I haven't had damn, McDonald's or Taco Bell in like three weeks, and I'm starting to get the little shakes a little bit. <laughs> I haven't had McDonald's in years, but Taco Bell, you got me. You got me. I'm still hurting because you brought up their green sauce the other day. That's still oh, sticking in my car. Oh, man. Also, hurt, Andy Jessup with 17 bucks in the tip jar, 11 for my finishing position on the weekend, and 7 for every minute of the weekend's men's top championship matches combined and rounded. Okay, I'll trust your math. That's, <laughs> Thank that's you. some Jessup math right Holy there. Holy shit. Thank okay, you very dude. much, sir. Thank you guys very much. You, I appreciate brother. it. All right, appreciate sorry for interrupting Very much appreciate it. Alistair Black. No, no, that's a, that's a good interruption. Yeah. Alistair Black. Uh, interrupted a 24-minute match with Apollo Crews with a black mask, as you would imagine. But I'd, I'll say that again, 24 minutes. 
They let these guys go. This was a, a what, two or three commercial match. Yeah, they got three se- at they least two segments work. out of this. They let them work. And this was like, I mean, it, it sucked to have no crowd for this match because this was a takeover level match, I thought. Like, this was, these boys put in some work. And it made Apollo look great. Like, he was gutting up uh, at some point. Alistair was having a hard time taking him down, so he started targeting his knees, targeting his leg, targeting his arm. And by the second half of the match, Apollo was, like, crippled on one side. And he was, having, he was like, he was military pressing Alistair while, like, gutting through it and still doing standing moonsaults and standing shooting star presses. And this match, I thought, was fantastic. Yeah. I I I, I was love very 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 pleasantly surprised that they let these guys go. They didn't just quickly squash Apollo again with a one two three black mass. Yeah, so all of that no, right. It took him twenty four minutes to finally eat a black mass. Fantastic. But he did ultimately eat it. So where does this leave Apollo? Was this a one off? Was this just hey we know you're talented. Go out there and make, you know, have a good match with Alistair. Was that what this was like? Do you rate this as anything? Like this isn't the beginning of anything for Apollo, right? I wish. God, we know how good yeah. he is. Even on the we mic, do, he's, he's good. Got, he can be, but he, you know, he's just been hamstrung ever since coming up from NXT by being brought up too soon and them not having anything for him and him not having the time to develop a character, a WWE gimmick, for lack of a better term, that could get him over on the main roster. Hmm. Like he, he was brought up as smiley bald dude number 428, basically, when he came up. Yeah. And it just... It never worked out, and here we really got a chance to see something we very rarely get to see out of him, which is just how goddamn amazingly athletic the dude is and talented. For a dude that so, jacked, no. yeah, he can do he can do those standing yeah, exactly. shooting star presses and crazy shit, yeah. right? But on Alistair's side, um, I noticed something when he when he made his entrance. And by the way, about his entrance, you got y'all know I'm a big Alistair fan, and one of the things I love about him is the subtle little touches he puts in with his wardrobe or whatever. And I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but he always evolves in his feuds. His wardrobe evolves. He grows spikes as things go on. He gets more and more gnarly. And on WrestleMania, he went full-on necromancer with the spikes and everything because it was the culmination of something. It was, the, it was an ending match. Uh, here, he's looking for competition again. So he was wearing his famine vest, the one that has like, looks like ribs on the side. It means he's hungry for more competition. They called him the best striker in WWE today. Nick, does that sound familiar to you? Undertaker. Yeah, that's what they call Undertaker. They don't they don't they didn't say one of the best strikers. They said the best striker in WWE today. Was that was that them misspeaking or is Alistair taking that title from Taker? They listen. They listen. <laughs> that's exactly what I said last year when Alistair came up, was it not? Alistair uh, could be the next Undertaker. Oh, oh, my God. Okay, you're jumping way further down this than I thought you were going to. The, um, the mythical, like, mythological entrance. He could be some, like, fantasy character, all of this kind of stuff. Turn him into another undead warlock or some the necromancer gear we saw him come out with at Mania. I'm like, it's happening! The prophecy is being fulfilled! This is what I wanted to see out of Alistair. I wanted to see that gear, and I wanted to see this kind of work. And the fact that they're steering into it and calling him what they used to refer to Undertaker as... Kind of makes all that work for me. I'm in. Yes. Make that happen now. Hmm. They need hmm. to replace Undertaker. With Not replace him one for one, but I mean, they need to have someone at that level that is that scary and that foreboding and just is just goes out there and kills people. They need another undead warlock. <laughs> 
I I don't know. I especially if it's just Biker Taker. He's back now. I don't think it's one for one. And this is kind of this has been my beef with it. Is like I wouldn't mind if they did something cool with Alistair, but he's so his own thing. You know what I mean? I don't see a one for one comparison with him and Undertaker. He's just not as physically imposing for one thing. So that's that's a major difference. But if they were to have some sort of dark force, dark presence, I I was worried initially that Vince wasn't going to get his gimmick. And I still don't think that Vince entirely does. With the goddamn creaking coming up from the ground, they don't put enough mist on him when he comes up. Like they still don't really get it, I don't think, in the in the way that they should. But Vince gets when things look quote unquote cool. Like he knows when shit looks cool. And Alistair looks cool. So and obviously they see something in Alistair because he's getting treated real well right now. So in from that sense, I am I'm feeling very hopeful. And the fact that they called him the best striker in WWE, which is something they call Taker, is definitely something that I think if it wasn't a, a, a misspeaking, if I hear them say that exact same thing again, I'm gonna I'm really gonna put some weight on that and being like, damn, they are they're going all the way with that. That's really awesome. Um one other thing I have to I have to ask though, Nick, um, I'm, uh, Leon Ruff, Jason Cade, Bobby Lashley, Apollo. These are all the guys that that Black has beaten and or squashed in the last I think five weeks. It was two times for Leon Ruff. Are we seeing a pattern here? Uh, I don't know if I want to say that. <laughs> I'll put I it this way: it. the last time, I, I, well, the I last time we saw something it. like this happen, I, saw, I commented uh-huh. on it with uh, with Jared privately last night because it's a concern. Um, but I, I, I don't, I, I don't want, I don't yeah. know if I want to say that live on the air because I'm it not, scares me. I'm not. I don't want to jump to conclusions right now. It will depend on what happens next week. But I will say this: the last time we saw a pattern like this, it was Rusev, and we got the new day out of it. So I'll just throw that out there. It could end up positively. And I say that only because the next match I want to talk about is the fact that Ricochet and Cedric Alexander are now apparently a tag team and teaming up with Lorcan and Birch. And uh, Ricochet, Cedric, and Apollo would be a really freaking cool three-person team. That'd be a good faction right there, especially if they all turn like cocky heel. Wow. Could get behind that. Okay. Yeah, you I got could get my behind attention. that. All right. See, I, was, I had a little. I had a, I had a place I was going with all this. We got New Day last time. We could see Ricochet, Cedric, and Apollo this time. They're going to the try Flyboys. the gospel gimmick again with those guys? No, the, no, the Flyboys. Make, <laughs> the make them all dress boys. up like, like World War II, like brown leather jackets, like the, you know, with the goggles. Yeah. That they're all like, like World War II pilots. Yep. World War II aces. That'd be sweet. I'm just, no, I'm just saying, no. Vince, in case, you're, in case you're out there. No, don't do that. No? No. No? You're, okay. you're starting to hit on like Tuskegee Airmen history. And, Whoa! Oh, no, that wasn't oh, what I was going did, for. No, 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 no. No, 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 Nick. No. Okay, that, you put that out there. I, no, don't do that. Oh, don't do no. that, Vince. I'm not. Okay, yeah, you're, you're right. You're right. Don't give Vince that <laughs> idea. Although he did do the gospel thing, and that ended up working out well. So Somehow ah, that morphed right. into unicorns and pancakes? And you know what? Thank God it did. Yeah, no kidding. So, yeah. <laughs> Apparently, according to the WrestleMania uh, preview video for next year, there's a unicorn horn growing out of my house because that's where that was when they had the big shot of L.A. That unicorn was right over where my house is. So, go figure. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to say it was inside joke with them and me, but it might be. Right. All right. Ricochet and Cedric versus Lorcan and Birch. Um, 
Ricochet and Cedric, do we like this team? Like, are I don't know. Is yet. this good for both of these guys? Is this good for like at least they're they're doing something with them? Was this them searching for something to do with them? They couldn't find anything else, so tag team. If it turns into something more than just a tag team, generic tag team A to go out and work the other tag teams that are out there, if they turn it into something like you were describing that's more of a faction, or if they, I mean, because these are two pretty dominant, pretty crazy athletic dudes, and I would hate to see them squandered, you know? What was the last time, I mean, if you look at what they did with Harper and Rowan with the Bludgeon Brothers, we've always thought very highly of Harper. Rowan, okay for a big man, uh, but still a really good worker. We really never heard him promo or say much, but we we had high expectations, and we got the Bludgeon Brothers out of it for like three minutes. And I just I don't want something goofy and stupid and superhero esque in World of Warcraft to happen again. Not with our <laughs> beloved Rick O'Shea. Yes. I, I Nick, if you don't want something goofy to happen again in the WWE, I've got some bad news for oh, you, no. pal. It's going to happen at some point. The question is, is just if they let Cedric and Ricochet be somewhat serious. Uh, or as you say, if they go all the way on like the kind of the superhero angle, I hope they go for a cocky heel team. Yeah, that'd be good. They need one right. They need Nexus, more heel teams you know, right something now. Along those lines. Yeah, AOP is injured. The Good Brothers are dead. Like they've got to have something else on Raw. <laughs> you almost got me. They've got to. <laughs> almost got you. Uh, they got to have something else on Raw. Uh, speaking of heels, Oscar. Oscar is God. She's. A treasure. She's priceless. She even made she, Liv Morgan look fantastic. What do you mean even? What do you mean even? I think Liv is actually fairly underrated, and I and this match I think proved that. I, Liv I'll give you looked, that. Look very very solid in this match. She did. This is the best she match very, Liv has had that smooth. I can remember. I'll be. I want to be clear about that. This is the best I think I've ever seen Liv Morgan look. Yeah, I I agree. I think I agree. I'm trying to think the last. Well, I'm trying to think the last time that. We really saw her work, and I think it was against the Bellas, and we know how that ended. Like had a real legit singles match. I can't remember. Oh, singles one. match. Well, way early yes. in NXT. It, it. I don't remember. I remember her one of her early singles matches in NXT against Asuka, and Asuka tapping her the hell out there in like no time. Squashed her. Yeah. Squashed her cold. This match, she did not squash. Her. We had a full fifteen minutes out of this. This gave me very high hopes full match. for for Liv Morgan. Um, if she can go like this with Asuka. And I want to credit Oscar too for here for the way that she was selling some of this stuff. But Liv mm -hmm. looked fantastic. She did very and, surprisingly and of, good. And and again, part of that was Oscar just being that damn good and being able to make people look good. Right. But part of that was Liv doing her damn job. So all credit where credits due. This was this looked good for both ladies, um, and I think it told two really good stories here. One, Liv is good. Liv is on an upward trend. She's not quite there yet. She can't beat Asuka. She can beat Natty. She can't beat Asuka. But she can take it to Asuka and give her a bit of a fight. Asuka lost the tag team championships on Sunday, but she's still, she's still goddamn Asuka. She's still terrifying. Yeah. And this was terrifying. The way that Asuka took her out at the end like a, like a pit bull. Sorry. Sorry, Dog Ziggler. Sorry. But you know the, you know the cliche. <laughs> Like a pit bull grabbing on to Liv Morgan and just not letting go. Yeah. And just every time Liv tried to get out, just getting her in a new new twist of the Oscar lock and finally just locking that arm. Folded her arm just behind her like, oh, God, that looked her, awful. Locked her in. 
locked her in like you're not going anywhere and just put the clamps down. Uh, it made her look terrifying, like a, like a little Japanese multicolored octopus just locking her up uh, and Liv screaming and trying to get away and just not being able to. Great, all around. It reminded us that Asuka is terrifying. It reminded us that Asuka is entertaining. And it gave us another clue that Liv has a future. How long they let her have that future, if she becomes another Carmella, we'll see. But this was at least hopeful, and I thought this was the right way to handle the entire thing Listen, for both Asuka and Liv. Carmella won Money in the Bank and is a two-time SmackDown Women's Champion on, on paper, right? On the, and in the then, record books. And then... And then I know I'm saying like I, I get what you're saying push for a while, but how long she lasts is what I'm concerned. I get what you're with. saying. You know what I mean? Yep. Like if she can move beyond that first push, because it's it's their the tension span isn't terribly long in WWE, and if you don't blow their mind right up right away, then you're going to just go hang out for a while, right? Possibly forever. Um. Uh, People who aren't hanging out, in fact, it was, I think, a good chunk of the show, nearly an hour of the show, was everything that went down with the Street Profits having a rematch with Angel Garza and Austin Theory. Mm -hmm. uh, a rematch, a WrestleMania rematch. Does, mm. We've had those before. We have, and normally we bitch and complain about them. Totally. Because why? Yeah. This is supposed to be a culmination match. You're having a match for the titles at WrestleMania. And now all of a sudden, you're getting another shot the next night. Right. What? Why was it such a big deal that you had to have it at WrestleMania when you can just call your shot the next night, get another chance? And sometimes in history, win the next night. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make booking sense. It's lazy booking. Uh, and it also, I think, is cheap. It cheapens the match at WrestleMania. It cheapens the match that they have on the Raw after WrestleMania. But this year... I give it a pass Same, because I know they've got limited staff and limited wrestlers they can use. Same. And I thought the match on WrestleMania they could have done a lot more with. They left it on a bit of an open note with Bianca Belair debuting. And I felt that most of this was, it was drawn out. They really drew it out where Street Profits and Angel Guards and Austin Theory uh, fought to a DQ or stopped match because Zelina Vega got involved. And when she started kicking Montez Ford, Bianca Belair came out, started beating down Zelina. Then we had a women's match between Zelina and uh, Bianca, which ended up in another stopped match. And then we had a three-on-three -three mixed match between the two tag teams, Zelina and Bianca. It was restarted again. And then we had an actual match, which ended with Bianca giving Zelina the KOD for the one-two-three to finalize her debut. And she did announce that she's officially now on Monday Night Raw. Um, lot I want to lot I want to throw in here. Then, 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 by all means. So you, I, you brought up the the fact that I, we had a rematch of a mat of a title match that we had on WrestleMania the prior night. Yes, granted, but I don't think that's what this was for. Zelina Vega debuting as a worker, as an actual uh, performer, not just a valet, and bringing up Bianca Belair was the whole purpose of this thing. So uh, again. Whether we, we give it a pass, sure, because of the state of the world, fine. They were pre-taping a lot of this stuff. They were working with what they got. I give them credit for that, absolutely. But I also don't want to lose sight of what this was really all about. This was all about Zelina Vega and Bianca Belair. 
It wasn't about the actual rematch of these two teams or the Raw Tag Team Championships. Plus, having a mixed tag match like that, fantastic. That's something I've been like, not prophesizing, but like begging for for a long time. Like, let's do more of this. We saw all the fun we had in the the mixed match challenge, and I wanted to bring some of that levity to to the Monday and, and Friday shows. So I'm excited about this, man. I I like actually really like that we're getting we're seeing some mixed tag stuff. And Bianca and Zelina, they're gonna be fine, but they're also entering that stacked Raw Women's Division with all the ladies that we were rattling off at the top of the show. So exactly, and that's prepare that's what yourselves. I was the, theme of, <laughs> the theme of this is the women's division is now stacked. Yeah, stacked. You even have Bianca in this. So this is this is. I want to stop here because now we've kind of listed all of them, and I want to talk about Becky and Shayna next. But you've got Oscar and and now Bianca both on Raw. I felt like Bianca was to NXT what Oscar has become to the main roster. The, sure. the, the almost, the, the heater, the person you put in right before the championship match to make the two people in championship match look better, right? Bianca could never right, quite beat the champions, but she'd always be the one to make the champion look better because they could beat her because she was such a legitimate threat. Even with Charlotte and Rhea, Rhea had to go through Bianca. Charlotte had to go through Bianca. Asuka was like that for Ronda. She was like that for Shayna. She was like that for Becky, yep. right? They're very much the similar kind of role. Even Charlotte. A legitimate, a legitimate threat, but not quite a champion. Do you feel like we're going to see an Asuka and Bianca feud of some sort because they would gel well together because of that, or should they keep them separate because they both play the same role? That one, the latter one. Hmm. Um, I feel like it's a mistake to have them both, uh, to have all of the female like big-time stars. Sure, you've got Sasha and Bayley and an upcoming Lacey Evans down on SmackDown, and you've, you've got Naomi, you've got Carmella. On the roster, you've got Carmella, you've got Naomi, right? But I also feel like that there's not any, and I said this before, why I feel like last year in the draft, the mistake was not bringing Charlotte to SmackDown. Having both Becky and Charlotte on Raw, I, I feel like they both of them are kind of on par with each other if Charlotte doesn't have a little bit of an edge, even though Becky is the man and it gets all the attention right now. Uh, I feel like having one of them on each show juxtaposed each other would really elevate SmackDown. We wouldn't be all complaining that Bailey retained her championship again. Um, but I, I like what they're doing with Charlotte. That said, I feel like B- Bianca and Asuka are doing the same role, and they need to be split up. Send one to the other brand. They, they're not doing the same role yet because Bianca just got here. Sure. She goes here now, <laughs> as she said. But she could easily fall back into that trope. And one thing that I was always complaining about was that she was always a bridesmaid, never a bride. And someone that talented at some point, you have to wonder why she was never a champ. Ember Moon. What? And an- another great example. And so I wonder how they will handle Bianca, given that Becky now seems to be a fairly undebeatable champion. So uh, moving on, let's talk about Becky. Let's talk about the champ. The champ champ. Well, she's not a champ champ anymore. She's just a champ. But she's a she's champ who held her title. She's a, well. Kind of. She's a champ who held her title for over a year. as a year as of yesterday. And uh, she was interviewed backstage. Didn't seem super excited to have beaten Shayna. Didn't seem, seem super excited about anything. She was kind of blah. 
which I thought was an interesting choice. And I'm wondering what that means because she's kind of beaten everybody now. She legitimately has beaten everybody uh, and really doesn't have anybody else on the horizon who could threaten her unless we want to revisit the Nia Jax feud, which I think is a little cold right now, frankly. I, I, you know, Some video packages could heat it back up, but it's a little cold. And I don't know about you, Nick, but given the fact that Shayna Baszler basically had a very, very simple promo as well right after her match with, with Becky, where she pretty much all she said was the, the, was the agony of defeat, the joy of victory, the agony of defeat. Yep. Uh, said it a couple times, and then it's the joy of victory, and Becky, you know, I'm going to make you feel the agony of defeat, or something, something, to, that, something to that effect. I forget the exact word. She also made me pee that. a little, just for the record. She, looked, she was pretty she scared. She looked right into the camera. I was, I was mildly terrified. <laughs> just saying. Well, because I, I feel like say, she could just absolutely destroy me. She could hurt. Yes, you. she could hurt. Yeah, she could I'm hurt. I'm not you small. She, put you to, she could absolutely. She put destroy you to sleep. <laughs> I've, I've watched her legit, legit put people to sleep. Like not kayfabe. <laughs> like legit put people to sleep. Uh, but this is the thing. Right now, the rumor that I'm hearing is that she and Becky are done for now. Does that mean Nia Jax slips in and Shane is just there to kind of keep ruining Becky's chances and she's the the fly in the ointment? Do you think that we should have a Shayna rematch with Becky right now that Shayna should win? Because Lord knows if she loses again to Becky, she's just toast. There's a lot of things right now I'm wondering about the women's title on Raw. One, because the division is so big right now. It's stacked. Like, who's going for the champ? Who's, what's, what's going on there? If it is Shayna continuing to go back for Becky, one, you have to let her win. You have to. She has to win. Otherwise, she's DOA. She's done. Yeah. She's all, but that's the problem. I feel she's already kind of done. I'm not saying her losing to Becky at WrestleMania was as egregious as the Nexus losing to John Cena just because of the, the way that Nexus lost to John Cena. It's still booking on that level where you go, you just cut out the legs from underneath that momentum. So... I'm drawn to what do you think happens I'm drawn next? to the summer we had last year after mania in in my thoughts. And what I mean by that is all of our faces won a year ago. Seth beat the beast, Becky two belts, Kofi mania. We came off of WrestleMania last year high as a kite because everybody that we wanted to win won. Vince delivered what we wanted for once, right? Across the board. And um, I I remember the summer, you know, going through the summer. Uh, we had, other than Brock surprising us all and winning Money in the Bank, it was pretty much, hey, Kofi's our WWE champion. Yeah, all right, this is awesome. And then Becky two belts. Yeah, all the way to SummerSlam. Yeah, uh, Seth Rollins, face of the company. Yeah, this feels really good. My point is, I'm getting it. Like WrestleMania was a big fat reset button last year. And I don't remember previous manias being that drastically much that much of a reset previously. I feel like they need yeah. to do the exact same thing this year. We need that reset. New feuds, bring new people up, because they've done that before, but we need to hit that reset button again because I remember how much I enjoyed last summer with WWE. Sure. And I, I want to well, enjoy it's, it's that nice. again. It's a nice feeling yeah. to have the faces all win. And one of the reasons from what I've hear I've heard that they've had a lot of babyface victories this year on WrestleMania is because of the situation that we're all in. Sure. The world is a weird, uncertain place right now, so we all need to feel kind of good. 
And that may have been one of the reasons why they gave Becky that win was for that reason. Um, if that's the case, and they do have Shayna pick it up later because of that, it's just going to depend on how they deal with Shayna after that. Yeah. If they were like, cool, we have to have Becky win just to make people feel good, and then Shayna gets it, it's a, you know, as you say, it would be like a delayed reset. Sure. We did get a, we got a reset in some sense. Drew beat Brock. That's a massive reset, especially if they continue on that trend and Brock goes away for a while. Yeah. So that's a massive reset right there. Or go do something um, with Kane that doesn't involve the, a title, you know? Build, sure. build a blood yeah, feud go, with him and Kane for the next six to 12 months. Yeah, that would be amazing. I would love to see that. Where did Kane come from? What, somebody, somebody else. Oh, Kane Velasquez. Not, not, yes. not Big Red okay. Machine Kane. Kane Velasquez. Sorry. Scared the crap out of me. I'm like, <laughs> he's busy being a mayor, Nick. Leave him alone. <laughs> Come on. No, I... Okay, yeah. But again, I'm saying, like, if it's a delayed reset, I think that that's... That could work. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I'm wait and see with Shannon. Wait and see with the women's division. It could even be Nia Jax to give her that post-WrestleMania feud that she can still win, and then Shayna takes it from her at SummerSlam. Shayna could win Money in the Bank. You know what I mean? Get, get like her momentum back. Something like that. Yeah. Um, and there's also the specter of Ronda Rousey still hanging out out there. She might be coming back at some point in the near future. We don't know. So, man. Man, there's a lot going on in that women's division there on Raw. The men's division, not quite so much. We did have a match with Seth Rollins facing off against Denzel Dejournet, uh, who? who they called up from, called up from NXT. Okay. He had he was he was there to get murdered. Okay. And Seth was in a bad mood. Yep. He was not feeling very messianic. He was feeling like making a mess. And that's what he did. Murdered this poor guy. Wow. He's pissed. He was he's I'm loving his demeanor. Like his his whole way of carrying himself right now. It's very dark. I'm wondering if he's giving up the like the messiah complex thing to become a darker, like Manson-esque character. I wonder. Ooh. Uh, this didn't really tell us. Any which way, except all this told us was Seth is mad if that he, he lost at WrestleMania. If he burn it down thing into a legit heel destructive force kind of thing, rather than like this positive message of, yeah, we're going to take all the bad guys out, uh, that could be something. That that board, like if he's going like Jesus Jesus pose here with um, the, the Messiah, what if he flipped that and it turned into like a, a Gabriel story or something like that, you know, a fallen angel of sorts. Instead of this Messiah thing, now he's taking oh, the fire you like, and, the, and he's actually being destructive with AOP. Oh, you mean like, like, like the movie Prophecy with uh, Christopher Walken? Where he's like, he's an angel, but he's kind of evil. I'm having trouble remembering that one. I remember the movie existed. I remember Walken was in it. I don't know anything about it. Figo Mortensen is Lucifer? Come with me on this journey. They'll, Come they'll, on. There'll be no better Lucifer than, than Keanu Reeves' uh, Constantine. That was... Oh yeah! Wow. Oh, I, I know that. I know. Uh, I can't remember that dude's name. I always the forget that actor from feet. Fargo. From Fargo, uh, he's just an American guys recently. Yeah, fantastic. he was. A, he was fantastic. Uh, you're you're definitely right. Although they screwed up the end of that movie. That's not what we're talking about yeah. here, though. Chat, please help me. That's going to kill me if I don't remember that guy's name. Um, uh, don't worry. Ah. But uh, anyway, <laughs> yeah. No, if he became kind of like that kind of character, or just you know, full on anarchist when he well, like instead of burn it down it just becomes burn yeah and he destroys everything like just comes becomes a backstage psychopath he's not there to convert people he's there to destroy people right peter stormare that, that could be fun yes what's that peter stormare peter stormare peter stormare oh thank you imdb 
Ooh, he was so good. He's great. Sorry, where were you? You're I'm a nihilist, Lebowski. He believes in nothing. Yes. <laughs> um, it's a visa. All right. So yeah, would love to. <laughs> would love to see Seth become a little darker. We'll see what happens with that. Um, Charlotte also celebrated her victory. They got some footage of her right after her match with Rhea Ripley. Um, but she didn't really put Rhea over. She, Rhea over. She said uh, Rhea Ripley came in and she was fine, but she found out what everyone else does, that you can't beat the queen. Woo. Should she have given Rhea more here? Should she have said Rhea tried her best? Or is the point that she's Charlotte Flair, she's the queen, and it means she's going to underestimate her next time she faces her? I... The, I don't know about the underestimating part, but I feel like this is just like ego cocky flair, and I'm fine with it. And she was even okay. taking, she was even pulling in some of Daddy's old lines from his promos in NWA. I happen to notice because I may have yes. watched all those Ric Flair promos from 1989, 327,000 times. Out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not the it's not the car; it's the man in the car, whatever it was. Right. Yeah, it's it's not the the uh, man doesn't make the title or the title doesn't make the man. Man makes the title. Blah 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 blah. blah. The, that sure. one, yeah. Fancy fan, fancy wrestling way. Of saying I see it. what you did there, Charlotte. Um, sure. but no, I like this. This is the I don't give a f attitude that we want to see the the flare. I want to see the flare come out of Charlotte Flair, and we've seen shades of that over the years, but I really haven't like seen it like i want to see the i don't give a damn who you right. are like sass like tweener sass i don't she's, i'm not face i'm not heel i'm a flare and i feel like shit. she's had that for a while i feel oh. like we've been i feel like she's I feel really like we've been really seeing that for a while oh no i feel like we've been getting like full dose of that for a while and that's one of the things i dig about it is she's a flare to be the man, you've got to beat the man. And it's, she's there to piss you off when your favorites don't beat her. But when, God, when she finally goes down, it feels so goddamn good. It's literally how her dad made his money for 20 years. Was being the guy you couldn't stand because he won all the time. Whether it was through scurrilous means or because he straight up just beat your dude. But when your guy finally beats him, you're just like, yeah! yeah. Get out of town, Flair! Get out of here! You dirt bag. So that's uh, yeah. I I'm all for it. It's it's fine. I'm very curious to see what they do with that NXT Championship if it's now being defended on SmackDown or Raw, or or rather she Raw. She said she me. was going to defend it on all three brands. I believe it was on social media. She uh, she said that. Cool. I mean, Bring it on. Yeah. No. Sh anybody can come at it. Another, Bring it. I love that. For everybody. For everybody who's complaining about her winning this championship, if that's what it's going to become, is a, a roving championship. Mwah. Chef kiss. Love it. Yeah. You know what I also love is Dominic Jacques throwing 20 bucks in the tip jar. Thank you for your hard work this weekend. Oh. You guys rock. Thank you, Dominic. Thank you all, Thank all you so of you much, for Dominic. supporting. This Thank was absolutely amazing weekend, and it was cool. it was kind of a stretch for us. We weren't sure how it was going to turn out, if you guys would show up, if you'd enjoy it. But, man, we I, we absolutely loved it. Thank I'm you. I'm still recovering. Yeah. I'm still recovering. Yeah. I slept I'm more yesterday than I did in three days before. Dude, I had a major sleep yesterday yeah. too. I did about like eleven hours for the first time ever. <laughs> it was insane. And then I cleaned my whole house. Uh, what uh, were we talking about? Help. Charlotte Flair. Charlotte, just be more Flair. Just I just want to yep. see more 1989 Ric Flair, NWA Ric Flair come out of you. Like I, you're right there. Oh, I think she's already doing it a lot, but you can always have more. Yeah. So agree. Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens also cut a promo. 
um, to a camera in a garage, which actually in real life was being held by his wife. It's actually her, his wife's fancy camera. And I guess he sent it in, which is cool yeah, little inside information. Really well lit uh, for a parking garage as well. <laughs> they found yeah, they found like his right is the right the good light. Yeah. You know, he stood in the right place. Yeah. But he basically said that after five months of hell, uh, five months of his career just being in hell, he finally felt good. He finally put to rest his beef with that bastard Seth Rollins. And it felt good to hear it from him because that was a pretty long, drawn-out feud. It does feel like a relief to have yeah. it be done. Six months. For better or for Six worse. Six months we were going through that. He, he said five, but it definitely it felt November. like longer. November, yeah. yep. So, so it is done. He's moving on. He says he doesn't know what he's going to do next. Is he going to be a prize good. fighter again? Is he going to go for a championship? Even he doesn't know, probably because creative doesn't know. But that's neither here nor there. The bottom line is... The WWE Raw roster is now Kevin Owens' little oyster, and I'm looking forward to seeing what he does next because even he said it. He doesn't know. Yeah. So um, I feel like there's not a lot of places he can go, though, because I'm trying to think how many other heels are free to do stuff with now. Lashley, that's about it, and I don't really want to see Kevin anywhere near Lashley. Uh, if okay, so let's talk about Lashley because I I kind of have a little yeah. bit of hope here that I want to be skeptically optimistic about. Okay, with, so they talked to Lashley backstage, yeah. and Lashley Lashley said about his match on Sunday because Lana did tell him to throw a spear, and that led to him getting black masked and taken out. Right. He said, "It. I feel like I need either a new manager or a new wife." And then Lana showed up, and was like, "Hey, everybody, what are we talking about?" And he just storms off. And she looks at the Nothing. interviewer and goes, "What did you do? What did you do to my husband?" Ooh, oh, oh. <laughs> it's kind of funny, but at the same time, a uh, little Schadenfreude here, Nick. Me sitting there going, "I knew this was a stupid idea. This couldn't last. It was dumb." And now here we are. We had to go through all of that with Rusev and Lana and Lashley, and now they're just going to start pulling it apart on us. It's going to go back and get reset. Just kill me. Oh. oh, yeah. So what did you? What are you thinking now with Lashley? If they're if they are going to end this all, so they've already moved Liv Morgan on. on. She's having fantastic matches with Oscar. Good, nice. Best thing they did was just go. No, Liv, get away from this cesspool. Yep. We're sorry. We're sorry. Go on. You're back. Go do something else. Uh, fly, little bird. Fly. Lana has a slate. Fly, fly. She she was she had a slate of movies. Uh, lined up that she she got one of them shot, I believe, if not two of them. Little B-movie, indie movie type of projects that she's been uh, doing. Um, and I thought that she was going to be kind of gone after this whole thing, but with everything shutting down, it looks like we're, we're keeping her around for a while. Nobody really knows what's going on with Rusev's contract, but I, um, I, I'm still optimistic that he's still going to be around. Um, and I, I'm wondering if this is the... If this is going to... If they're going to break this off, Lashley looked pretty damn good against Aleister Black. And I think it was a reminder that we all needed about how good that dude can be of what we remember from 15 years ago. Well, hold on, because he was at his best in TNA. Right. Where they booked him as a cocky monster heel. Right. And I'm saying... And they've we, never right quite now captured Right he feels like an magic. emasculated little pussy with Lana barking at him all the, all the time around, even though he's, he's this big jacked dude. I want Monster Lashley back. 
I want the I want him to come out. I Every once see, in a while, the South Carolina comes. I out. I want to see Lashley Lesnar just beat the holy hell out of each other. Ooh, you! I've been wanting Lashley. We've all and wanted Lesnar for, for a long time, right? Yes, oh. absolutely. I could, I would absolutely be down with that. Two big old meat kick. just slapping each but other. But you've got to build up. You have to have this where Lashley dumps Lana and then yep. goes on and becomes a monster again. Rex fools right and left, and then. You built the way they did with with Drew, where they made him look like an unstoppable monster. Build him up, faces Lesnar, maybe he beats Lesnar and goes on and has, and then you have built up a legitimate threat for Drew. That all could happen. Lashley is not so tainted that you couldn't do that. Agreed. Uh, but will they is the question, and likely not is the answer <laughs> because unfortunately, I don't know if that's how WWE sees him, and they haven't proven that they do. By any stretch. In fact, they've kind of shown the opposite. Whether or not someone in the back suddenly goes, guys, guys, you know what we can do? And they, they get it done. I don't, I'm not seeing it. But, yeah, there's a lot of stuff. Usually we start seeing some, some where the dominoes are going to fall on the Monday after Raw, after, after WrestleMania, the Raw after WrestleMania. And that I didn't really see it in this one. I saw a lot of cliffhangers. I saw a lot of placeholders. We don't really know where we're going with this. Hang on. Which, Nick, to be fair, we kind of expected. We kind of expected them to be like, all right, everything's uncertain. So let's kind of hold off and making any like big moves yeah. right after WrestleMania. Yeah. Do you think that's what you were seeing for the most part? I think so. We knew we know that they had taped up to the Raw after WrestleMania. It did come out over the weekend, allegedly. I'm not sure the details. I think it was Meltzer that said, no, no, they've secretly been up in Stanford taping stuff. And they got enough footage to keep going. We know AEW's got a couple months worth of stuff. I think that came out. They said they're good till July if they had to stretch it. Um, so regardless of what the situation, we're going to keep getting wrestling TV. So I'm I'm not too worried about that. That said, they're on limited staff. They don't have their full rosters available, uh, much less the full staff of uh, behind-the-camera people. So I, I don't know what to expect. We This is what we expected, actually, after they told us we filmed up to Raw after WrestleMania. We're just going to kind of coast. We'll see what happens. Let's see what happens on SmackDown. We know we already know they're going to play the Firefly Funhouse again, like they did uh, the Boneyard match last night. So that's going to be pff, thirty minutes. So what else for an hour and a half, or an hour and hour, for if you throw all the commercials in there? I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> we will see, Nick. Yeah. We will see. Well, that's Monday Night Raw, guys. Now we're going to head over and do what we like to call, or better yet, what I should say has been dubbed by Mr. Sean mm. Clark, Mr. Mm. Mopman himself, our moment of positivity. Mop, 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 Can I start off this week? Of course you can. I has a story to tell. Oh, my. After this amazing weekend, I had a story that I wanted to share with everyone that participated and everyone that was here and everyone that showed up big. Um, I think the thing, the overall story that I wanted to share is that we didn't plan that. No. We didn't plan that, guys. Uh, it all kind of got thrown out of whack. I wanted to tell the story of how it all went down and how amazing it turned out because this past weekend is easily my moment of positivity, frankly, maybe since we've started doing this show. It's one of the mm. most fulfilling times during this show that I've ever felt. We hit 1,000 subscribers. Thank you, friendos, uh, for almost 400 subscribers. 
in the last three days. Like, I, I can feel myself getting clipped talking about it. Um, that hit it getting us over that hump that we needed to get over. All of you showing up huge for three straight nights in a row. F- having to move our Saturday show to Friday to make sure that we got SmackDown in and f- got ready for the patron pickums and still had time to do WrestleMania. So the, the story that I wanted to share was at 12.32 on Saturday, Eastern Time, I sent Ian a text that said, I think we should do the show again tonight and tomorrow as one-offs. That was, that was it. That was the plan. Like, there was no, there was no plans. <laughs> and Ian was like, I'm down. That's it. Yep. We watched the show <laughs> like, with you guys in Discord. What am I going to do? Turn, turned, it on, turned on the stream, and we talked about it. And I, I am so pleasantly blown away and surprised at how well it went off and how well it worked that it made me kind of sit back and rethink where we go from here. And I've spent the last probably 24 to 48 hours just in, like, full reflection of, okay, that was amazing. What do we do from here? It inspired me on levels that I haven't yet as a content creator. Uh, there are um, – I wrote in a novel, he can attest, uh, this yesterday – or this uh, – yesterday uh, yep. that I sent over. And I was just like, oh, my God, we got to do all, all these things. Yeah. So I am in such a good mood after this weekend. I have never been more inspired to be running and you know hosting this show with you, Ian. I just I, that is easily my mop. Just this weekend Damn. and all of you. Thank you. Got thank you. All fired thank up you, again now, man. Uh, uh, how do I follow that? You should have gone second. You can't. Here's my mic. I can't I'm not going to drop that. my vape, but my. <laughs> you should drop your vape. No. I. Uh, uh, yeah, I can't, how do I follow that? I mean, that's it's a hundred percent true. There were so many moments this last weekend that just were insanely fulfilling, and and uh, again, I'm I'm also having like a hard time putting words to it because it was it was so overwhelming in a lot of ways. Whether it was you know the friendos showing up like the elves at Helm's Deep. <laughs> on the last day of our of our YouTube drive and reinforcing us and allowing us to get over that hump. Um, or whether it was everyone who showed up in the Discord chat and the absolute blast that we had. Uh, everyone actually showing up for our shows as well. Like, you know, these all of a sudden, you know, just quick, quick and dirty. Like, let's just, let's just do the shows right now. And everyone showed up yeah. and it was fantastic and it was a blast. It was like, it was like hanging out with the buddies all weekend long. Um, hanging out with the BWO family all weekend long. It was it was freaking amazing. Probably one of the most fun times I've ever had on a WrestleMania weekend, just front to back. You know, I the, all of it was a moment of positivity. Yeah. If I and and on top of it, to have a WrestleMania that I think over delivered and definitely went above and beyond what we thought was possible. And you know, if if I were to be told. I couldn't talk about anything else but the wrestling I watched since the last time we did a mop. I would have to say it would have to be the Firefly Funhouse segment. Yeah. I'm getting to the point now because we're a, a little bit of a, a inside baseball here. But Nick and I are talking about doing our, our bonus episodes for the patrons, which if you'd like to become a patron, patreon.com forward slash BWO. Uh, because you do get bonus episodes. And one of the things we want to do a bonus episode about and get it out as soon as possible is to do a moment-by-moment breakdown of the Firefly Funhouse segment from WrestleMania Night 2 and really go into what it meant, what the references were, um, and also the bigger picture. Yeah. Because 
I've, I've heard it now being called a work of art. And I actually, having seen it now a couple of times, am willing to go to bat defending it as that yep. because it is absolutely something that works on so many levels that I can, I don't think I've ever seen anything else in wrestling that worked on that many levels simultaneously and that every time you watched it, you got something else out of it. And also what was true was, was stimulating, was exciting, but also challenging. And so often wrestling is pandering. Wrestling is easy and they want to make it for the lowest common denominator so everyone can get into it. And that was not what this was. No, this was a challenging piece of work and it's, Challenging meaning that the more you think about it, the more you make yourself work on what they were trying to do, the more you get out of it. And having done a little bit of that, I've definitely gotten more out of it. And I cannot freaking wait to spend an hour, hour and 15 minutes just going through the whole thing and breaking down exactly what these guys did because it is phenomenal. What's your what's your count up to? I, including watching it live on Mania, I'm up to four. Like I've seen it three additional times. And it's I still um, I still have questions. I still... Like there's still I've, things I've I'm seen missing. It, I've seen it two more times, but I've also done a lot of research and reading about the stuff that they they referenced in it. Like I wanted to go back and you know research the moments that they that they parodied in it. Yeah. Like why did they use those moments? What was that referencing? Underlying meanings of stuff. Yeah. Underlying meanings of stuff. Exactly. So I I I watched it and then went back and started like looking at all the stuff that they were doing there. So that was my moment of positivity, is WWE producing what I consider to be one of their greatest works of art. And yes, it could be recency bias, but I don't think it is because tell me something else they've done that was challenging on this level. I can't. And I'm, I'm going to try to find something just so that I have, so I'm not biased about this. Yeah. I'm going to actually try and see if I can figure out something else that they did that had that kind of level of intelligence put into it. But neither here nor there. Bottom line is, that is my moment of positivity where wrestling is concerned. But damn, this whole weekend was just absolutely yeah. my heart explode like the Grinch, man. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's no three times too big. <laughs> uh, the last thing I'll say here is that um, for me, at least, I don't want to speak for you, Ian. This was the first time. Like, it's no secret that you and I have aspirations to like do this full time, right? Uh, yes. Oh, yeah. Our, Always wanted to. our main sure. main driver. Um, this was the first time since we started doing the show where I got a little taste of what that would be like. And it Dude. was awesome. It was awesome. <laughs> it was awesome. Thank you. Thank you. I Seriously. can't say thank you enough to everybody. All of the patrons, everybody that showed up in the chat, Steven Larson, the friendos, Friendoverse, uh, just everybody showing up and just being present and spreading the word and all of that, man. It just the the amount of money doesn't can't buy the amount of it, like exposure and presence and your participation, your willingness to be present and support us and just show up yeah. and chat every other night when we everyone do in the shows. chat right now. So everyone's so awesome there, and I love like I glance over because I'm trying to do like three things at once here. But glancing over and seeing some of the stuff that comes up in the chat there is just so awesome to see because so much of it is like intelligent discussion and thought about what we're talking about. There's some fun stuff going on there. So there's jokes like it's just, it's a, it's a damn good chat. And so thank you to everyone in our chat too yeah. right now. Yeah. So yeah, just much, much love to everybody. Much love to the BWO universe. You guys are amazing. Thank you guys. And I can't really say that we can be more positive than that, Nick. No. That is, 
we're riding on a high, guys, and it's because of you. Yeah. So thank you very much for that. Thank you, guys. But we're not done just yet. Oh, God. We've got just enough time for our other news lightning round. Beep, 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 beep. Oh, you scared the crap out of me there. <laughs> um, well, something that's also scary, the WWE apparently is going to resume filming in the PC in Florida this Friday, um, which is stunning because there is a stay home, st- uh, st- shelter in place order going on in Florida right now, and they're not an essential business, and technically they're not supposed to do that, but I think they're just saying, well, there's no law. It's just a suggestion. Um, Also, something that's feeding this story a little bit is that there was a business call between uh, the President of the United States and all of the major heads of, all the heads of the major sports organizations, NFL, NBA, hockey, etc., and Vince McMahon and Dana White were both on that call. And as we know, Dana White is just saying, I don't give a crap about you saying I can't have a show. I'm going to go have it on an island somewhere. Yeah, he booked Richard Branson's private island or some he, shit. <laughs> he booked Jeffrey Epstein. Excuse me, I mean Richard Branson's private island. And he's going to have a, a, a thing there. So, you know, great. All right, good uh, for you, Dana. Way to not give a crap. Right. I uh, mean, but apparently, way to legitimize apparently, your product. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, we're not an outlaw Jack product. Has. No. Keep, keep he's keeping his reputation uh but apparently vince got the same memo because he's just going yeah i'm just gonna keep doing wwe because we don't i, I don't know what was said on that call nick but it very possibly could be hey just keep doing what you're doing and i'll make sure the florida authorities don't look your way because you know the people that run florida right now are also really good friends with the existing government of the United States. So there could be some sort of thing set up there that we're not currently aware of where they said, we'll just deem you essential. Well, I can weigh in on that. Because people need their wrestling. I can weigh in on that. So they are the governments, state and federal, are mostly leaving it up to the businesses to determine which of their employees are essential. So if WWE is claiming that their superstars, cameramen, commentators, etc., their production staff are essential, they're not going to get questioned on that. And that didn't come out until three, two, three days ago. Uh, so we were covered up with WrestleMania, but a lot of this has to do with what's going on with the $2 trillion package that got put through Congress, the, uh, the Small Business Administration defining some of this stuff to go out there, but yeah, I, if WWE went out and goes, our superstars are essential for the continuation of our business. That's it. That's the end of the line. That's all they had to do, yeah. and I think yep. once they figured that out, okay, we're good. We can keep going. Loophole. Yep. Loophole. Yep. We're good. Loophole. <laughs> so, yeah, and and also, you know, as far as we know, none of the the currently working superstars have come down with anything. We've got a couple people in quarantine, uh, a couple people who reportedly are sick, but haven't really heard if they're sick with you know what? So yeah, uh, fingers crossed that that everything continues to go swimmingly. Manuel called Dana WWE. White Shang Tsung. <laughs> I know, I was laughing about that in the chat. Mortal Kombat <laughs> for you guys that don't get the reference. Oh really? Come on! If they don't know Shang Tsung, Shang Tsung, <laughs> fight, finish him. Rhea Ripley has been sent back to Australia. She's gone. Her work visa expired. Uh, as of right now, we don't know if this was the reason why she dropped the title because she was having visa issues or if it was a chicken and the egg scenario. Yeah. But 
Bottom line is she's back in Australia for an indefinite period of time. We have no timetable for her return, possibly because of the current crisis, possibly because uh, of her visa. But she gone. Mm. So she's out of the picture for a while. So uh, that being said, Charlotte did put over Rhea behind the scenes, saying in an interview that working with Rhea was like working with Sasha Banks. The first time they locked up, she said she could feel the instant chemistry and working with her is effortless. Wow. So very high praise for Charlotte to say that working with Rhea is like working with one of her greatest opponents of all time. Someone she's always put over as being the best person to work with, and that's Sasha Banks. So Rhea Ripley did not get put over by Charlotte on Raw, but behind the scenes, Charlotte loves her some Rhea. Damn. Um, also, we have some more information on who produced some of those awesome segments at WrestleMania. The Boneyard match was produced by Michael Hayes and Triple H, and as we suspected, Jeremy Borash. Explains why that had the feel that it did. And then as far as the Firefly Funhouse, that was Bruce Pritchard and Bray Wyatt. But apparently Cena came in late in the game on it and made a bunch of changes, quote, for the better. So Cena apparently also had a major hand in this segment as well, which I would imagine would be the case given how deep it cut into his life and into his career and all the things that they 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 covered in this, yeah. I would have to imagine that Cena would have to have had some sort of say in this because, or at least a buy-in or a approval, you know, of the whole. Sure, thing. or maybe, or or even be, even saying like, hey, you know, if you really want to get psychological about this, this is kind of what I was thinking here. This is what I was thinking here. You know that that actually makes me much more fascinated. I I want someday for someone to just say this is how we did this. I want to behind the scenes on that thing because I'm 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 obsessed with it right now, as you might be able to tell. <laughs> uh, Impact, Impact Rebellion will not be going on on 419. They did cancel that show, but it looks like they're going to do it anyway in a studio. They're going to be filming six to eight weeks of TV as well as the Rebellion pay per view in a studio coming up in the next couple of weeks. Uh, they're going to be in Skyline Studios in Nashville. I don't know if Nashville is shelter in place right now. Um, they are, but they were one of the last ones. I would though. assume. I would assume they would be at this point. Yeah. But uh, but apparently, Impact also an essential business. Uh, if you like OWE Oriental Wrestling Entertainment, uh, you may have seen some of their stuff when AEW started. They are actually going to be doing a lot more. They're putting out three shows a week, which you can see on Fight TV. Uh, I actually don't have one that's starting. I think it's starting very, very soon. So OWE, if you need to get some more wrestling fix, they actually have a lot of really cool matches. You can check them out. Coming up three times a week on Fight TV. Uh, in happy news, Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford. Uh, Kip took Penelope apparently on a walk on their anniversary. They walked their cute little dog and brought their parents along, and they were having a nice little walk when uh, all of a sudden he said, let's pose for a picture. And as they posed, he got down on one knee and proposed to Penelope Ford, it looks like the bad kids over at AEW are getting hitched. So Good for them. Um, Congratulations. I, either their kid is going to be painfully, painfully good-looking, or he's just going to be the most butt-ugly thing ever. It only goes one of two ways. <laughs> Man. Just saying. They just got engaged. You're talking about kids. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, all right. One doesn't I mean, equal the other. That's what I'm saying. No, it doesn't. Just, you know, most of the time. <laughs> I'm just saying, were they to have it? Just, Nick, God damn it. Let me have a joke, which. Fine, <laughs> fine. 
Congratulations, Hulk, uh, Sabian yes, and congratulations. Penelope. Congratulations, you disturbingly beautiful people. Yes. Uh, Hulk Hogan. I was questioning whether I was going to do this, but I just have to. This is just too insane to not have to bring this up. I've got to read the tweet that the illustrious immortal one tweeted out about this whole issue going on right now. Uh, I've got to be careful for our hits on YouTube when I say this, but he wrote, in three short months, just like he did with the plagues of Egypt, God has taken away everything we worship. God said, you want to worship athletes? I will shut down the stadiums. You want to worship musicians? I will shut down civic centers. You want to worship actors? I will shut down theaters. You want to worship money? I will shut down the economy and collapse the stock market. You don't want to go to church and worship me? I will make it where you can't go to church. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. Maybe we don't need a vaccine. Maybe we need to take this time of isolation from the distractions of the world and have a personal revival where we focus on the only thing in the world that really matters, Jesus. I am now dumber for hearing you say that. I award you Mm. no points. And And may may God God have mercy mercy. on your soul. Yes. I, (laughs) all, all religious stuff aside, believe what you want to believe, totally fine. But to say we don't need a vaccine because of Jesus is where you cross my line to the land of the stupid. Yeah. So that's just, that's where I'm going to say, Hogan, shut the hell up. Yeah. Like your mouth's gotten you in so much trouble in your career. Maybe, maybe, maybe just, just, mm, just mm, keep it shut unless you're doing another nostalgic promo. Yep. Oh, mm-hmm. Nick, I'm just going to, I'm going to move on from that before I say something I'm going to regret yeah. and say that the next Dark Side of the Ring episode, which so far has been knocking it out of the park with the Benoit documentary and the New Jack documentary, both of which were riveting, not as riveting as Tiger King, but pretty damn riveting. Uh, the next one is on the Brawl for All. And if you guys don't remember the Brawl for All, this is going to be entertaining as hell because it's one of the biggest booking blunders of all time, and it's freaking hilarious. Like all this serious stuff about New Jack being high in cocaine and stabbing people in the ring and Benoit being Benoit. Well, at least now we can all watch Brawl for All and just shake our heads at the absolute insanity of this industry that we all love and get off and watch people do really, really dumb things to each other. It'll be kind of like Tiger King. It'll be yeah. great. And that's the news, Nick. Kind of like Tiger King? Yes. <laughs> well, very, very in minutia. It's hard, it's hard to... For those of you who haven't watched Tiger King, it really is just a relentless parade of what the actual F moments. It's... <sighs> and you find out that you too could have had a tiger for two thousand dollars. Two thousand dollars is all it takes for me to have a tiger. I mean, you know, Dog Ziggler was way less than that, and he's kind of tigerish. Yeah. Kind of yeah, doesn't eat doesn't eat a whole cow. But anyway, 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 <laughs> is that the news? That's the news, Nick. 
Well, thank you very much, Sir Ian Dangerous, and thank you guys very much for joining us on this Tuesday night. Hey, by the way, if you're not subscribed to the channel, subscribe to the channel. We stream every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific, and every Saturday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific at youtube.com slash Open. And hey, make sure you jingle that bell so you get notified anytime we do go live or put up new content. You also want to be over in our Facebook discussion group. Just search for Busted Wide Open on Facebook, like our page, send us a join request, and Sheriff McDonald will escort you directly into the group. Sheriff. Sheriff. Uh, you can also follow us over on Twitter and Instagram at BWO Podcast. Make sure you find the link in our social media profiles or in the description down below here on YouTube for our Discord server. Get in there for some live chats all throughout the week for all shows. Uh, I guess if they continue to go on, we'll see what happens this week. I, I'm not really sure, but Discord's a lot of fun. You should come hang out. That's where all yeah. the magic happens here at the Busted Wide Open podcast throughout the week. Um, and last but certainly not least, our patrons. Love you guys. Thank you so much for this past weekend again and again and again. For everybody that showed up, threw a, some coin in the tip jar. Even though we're not the Witcher, we don't need the coin. But we kind of do, but in a weird way, no. We're not the Witchers. We're not Witchers. <laughs> Speak for yourself, bro. Well, he might be. I don't know. I'm not out slaying weird demons. You know, these I, things are yellow. Actually, yellow. Behind yeah, I've been these, playing these Doom a lot the last 24 hours. Yeah, so. you're feeling like a Slayer right now. Yeah, yeah, a little bit of a little bit of a Witcher Slayer thing. Uh, thank you, patrons. If you'd like to get in on some of those exclusives, head over to Patreon.com/slash/BWO. Sign up for one of those awesome reward tiers. Get a copy of the show notes and be the ability to ask listener questions for our AMA patron mailbag that happens every single Saturday. So for just 5 bucks a month, bonus episodes at the $10 tier, you're not going to want to miss this Firefly Funhouse break-in, breakdown or Nick Booking. Oh. All coming over the next <laughs> Oh, God, weeks. I'm not ready. You guys I'm not are, ready. I've been... You guys are not ready. You've given me like six months to prepare, and I'm still not ready. Yep, you're not ready. Uh, a lot of things have happened in the last two to three months that have caused delay after delay after delay. Uh, I'll explain I was getting hopeful. all of that. Right. I'll explain all of that for the patrons <laughs> once we get there. But, hey, it's April already. Oh, you're God. not going to want to miss those episodes. Make sure you get up to the $10 tier so that you, too, can hear both of those episodes coming this month. One of them is late, yeah. and I apologize for that. I own that one. Totally. We're doing that work, though. We're doing that work. We're getting it done. We're getting it done. But my name is Nick Howell. You can find me on Twitter at Data Center Dude. And I am Sir Ian Dangerous. You can find me on Twitter at Sir Ian Dangerous. But my God! Would somebody stop the damn match? This show is part of the Orbital Jigsaw Network. For more episodes, subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher Radio. For details and show notes from each episode, check us out. OrbitalJigsaw.com.